You are now about to enter a podcast that is so casual, you may never take anything seriously again, where two childhood friends will speak about anything, and unfortunately, everything. So sit back and enjoy. Yeah, we the freaking casuals, a filthy mouth, tactical movement to keep it real. Just so that you know the deal. Remember this, we're just two bros. This is Paul and Lucky Show. We just trying to entertain for everyone going through that everyday grind. Try and relax and turn that volume up to max. Forget your worries, forget your woes. We know that sometimes life blows. Now let's get started, let's get going. All the new listeners, thanks for showing. Paul and Lucky having a blast. Welcome to the Casual Bros Podcast. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Bros. I am your host, Lucky, and unfortunately, no Paul again. Uh, We're having a little trouble trying to figure out his schedule since he's very busy. Uh, You know, like we were kind of talking about last week, uh, he's decided to become a night walker. And so, uh, yeah, he's he's, he's busy a lot of the time. So, uh, (laughs) Um, but either way, uh, we're going to have some fun today, guys. But first off, I realized I did not talk about... Uh, my baptism that it happened like two uh, two weeks ago at this point was October fifth something like that so uh, yeah two weeks ago at this point so uh, had a lot of fun at that uh, made some snow cones for people uh, our specialty was the yellow snow cone <laughs> dude I, I I had way too much fun with that stupid joke bro <laughs> you know you just like you just tell people like like hey you want a yellow snow cone what flavor is it eh, well you know whatever you taste. <laughs> It's lemon, it's pineapple, I don't know, you know, it's it's a very subjective uh, flavor here. Um, but uh, yeah, we were, uh, to, to put it in perspective, the, the baptism is a baptism and picnic that we do um, over under, like, it's under, like, a bridge where, like, uh, the Colorado River is, and so... Um, it was, uh, it was, it was a really fun time. It was, it was cool to kind of see everybody, uh, out there. And so anyway, the problem with me now is I, I've made this pact with myself that if I don't have any other responsibilities to take care of and, you know, it's for a good cause, then I can't say no to somebody that needs, needs help with something. And so, um, the, the problem would be is that I do, I get signed up for things that I don't like we're doing like a fall fiesta in um you know in a little bit in a, a week so uh and over at my church and it's like a uh you know we're we're just trying to you know give give people an alternative place uh cuz dude I I have to say something like about about the whole like fentanyl thing dude it is crazy just seeing all of that uh that stuff happening. If you guys don't know what what's been happening with fentanyl, is fentanyl is getting laced with it. like, uh, sorry, people are lacing everything with fentanyl nowadays, and it's so insane for me to see. So if you guys are taking your kids out for like trick or treat, obviously Halloween will be out after the next episode of Casual Bros. But if you guys are taking your kids out trick or treating, no, no, like listen, you do you, but make sure you check those candies. Make sure they are not open. Make sure they're not tampered with. Um, anything that is open, just throw it out or, uh, have yourself a good time later. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, uh, dude, I mean, I can't tell you how many people that I, in my personal cir- uh, circle, I've seen uh, a couple of, uh, well, actually not a mixture of drugs, but, um, you know, I just, uh, last year, my, my cousin passed away from, from fentanyl uh, this year. Uh, just recently I, you know, uh, somebody from church, his, uh, one of his friends almost died from fentanyl, but the two people that he was doing the, 
the the drug well, they're doing another drug and it was laced with fentanyl. The two people that he was doing it with passed away, and luckily he's still alive. But um, either way, man, it's a scary it's a scary time to be be into drugs nowadays, dude. Like I'm glad I got sober when I did, man. I <laughs> like I, I don't mean to laugh at it, but it really does throw me off at how different the landscape changes. Uh, you know, you 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 go from um, you know. It's not great. Like I also know about somebody who passed away from a um, a heart heart attack a heart attack induced by cocaine. Because I don't know if you ever seen somebody on cocaine, man, but they go hard, dude. And like I, you know, dude, I my head almost explodes with too much coffee. So man, I would, yeah, that would that would be rough. Um, also, you know, I've seen enough like. Uh, I've seen cocaine ruin enough people around me that like that was definitely the one drug I never wanted to uh, I never wanted to mess with but I was just doing like everything else at that point. So for watching people nowadays, dude, it is rough out there. So if you if y'all are doing stuff like I I would just say this, like my 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 whole thing is I think people should be sober or doing things like if you are drinking, I don't think you should be getting drunk. I don't think I know this sounds weird from the casual bros, but I've changed a lot throughout the the years, you know, I mean, or the the year we started in this twenty twenty one, right? Yeah. So the year that we've been doing this, and it's it's weird, dude. Like I I I feel like we we gotta, you know, uh, I I I feel like as much as I I like to have fun, I like to do certain things, I like to do it within parameters, and I think that's kind of important to do. Like like I was saying with Halloween, right? You have fun, but within parameters, right? You don't let your kids go out trick or treating by themselves, or you have some type of guardian with them. Because, I mean, I dude, you never know nowadays, dude. There's some freaks out there that want to prey on little kids. So, um, yeah, man, I, I, you know, or, uh, or yeah, people like Paul try to trick-or-treat later in life. Uh, I'll let him tell that story. But either way, uh, dude, that, and, you know, the problem with me is I'm so big that, like, by the time I was in middle school, like, I was already looking, like, way too old to, to be trick-or-treating. So, and then uh, after a while, I don't know about you guys, but, like, trick-or-treating, it gets a little it's a lot of work, you know? I mean, like for me, just like knocking on doors, saying trick, like trick or treat and then getting can It's a lot of work. <laughs> no, it, for me, it was mostly like the anxiety of, uh, of seeing that like, dude, uh, of, of like knocking on somebody's door. And also dude, some of these people's, they went, they would go all out, dude. They would just try and scare you. Uh, dude, I still remember this. And I, I think it was cause I was really, really young and it was super dark. Like we were out way too late um, I mean, I had my, I, I think I had one of my older siblings with me. I don't remember who it was, but I just remember I saw this person with, with like this elaborate, uh, dragon on their house or like, uh, I don't remember if it was on the lawn or on their house, but I just remember being super freaked out cause it was super dark. So my imagination just started making this dragon into this like real dragon. And I was, I was not having it. Like I was just like, Oh, what's going on? And then, uh, one time I remember, um, uh, this one person, so we went up to their house and it said, get candy around the, the back. So you, you'd go into like, it, it wasn't anything creepy or sorry, it was creepy, but it wasn't anything like sketchy or anything like that. It was literally like they, you just go up into their driveway instead of like knocking on the door in their house. So this person just sitting at this desk and I think I might've told this story before, but either way, uh, we got to reuse content here. Uh, <laughs> but this person just sitting at this desk that's like, you know, covered with a blanket and stuff and is like, Oh, have some candy. So anyway, I grabbed some candy, and somebody grabs my leg, and it freaked me out, dude. I was like, what is this? So I was, <laughs> I was just, dude, it scared me so bad. I was so out of there. I was like, no, never again.
<laughs> I was, dude, that was so not worth the lollipop that I got. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I remember, uh, like, I'm trying to remember my, my most common Halloween costumes. I know we talked about this before, too, but uh, Zorro and Batman. No, Zor- not Batman. Was it Batman? It was Zorro, for sure. Uh, I did that a couple times. I remember I did try to do Dexter from Dexter's Lab, which was uh, interesting. Um, and <laughs> especially since at that point, I was way taller than Dexter. Um, you know, and I, I remember they had this... Uh, Die, not it was it wasn't exactly dyeing your hair it was like it's kind of like spray paint for your hair but it would wash off with water so if you started sweating all of the uh, all of the costume would just go go away at that point because you know De- if you guys don't know I've never seen Dexter's Lab uh, first off you're way too young to be listening to this <laughs> um, but uh, you know he had orange hair so at that point I'm just like a, a kid in a lab coat walking around you know <laughs> uh, but yeah it was uh, man I mean. It was fun getting all that candy and stuff, but I mean, I'm just thinking about all the crap I ate for however many. Dude, some of that candy would last like a little while too. Um, and then also, you know, since I I, I I don't eat chocolate, so I'd get a lot of stuff that I didn't like anyway. So um, I was mostly eating the, uh, what, like the sour candies, the little packets of skin. Dude, whenever they gave you little packets, dude, that was lit. That was so fun. Um, and yeah, now I'm the one giving out candy. Although I, I don't see a lot of kids like, uh, come for, for, um, uh, they probably go for like the richer neighborhoods. You know what I mean? Like that, that, like, that's what we used to do is go, for, go to the richer neighborhoods and, uh, go get the, they, they give I remember somebody told me about this legendary, I never found it, but it was this legendary house that used to give out king size, like Snicker bars, king size, Reese's peanut butter cup packages and stuff. And I was like, what? I, cu- I couldn't find it. I, I still remember the street. Uh, it was over by our, our, our the the high school that me and uh, Paul used to go to, but, um, but yeah, isn't that, isn't that interesting though? Like people will literally just just be like, no, screw this neighborhood. We're going to the real neighborhood. Um, and it was it was weird because you'd see like cars parked all up the up and down the street, like trying to go get candy for this. So, um, and dude, I just remember one one house that I went to one time, dude. It it wasn't sketchy in the sense like I they were gonna like. Uh, like they were they were predatory towards kids or anything like that, but it, it was scary in the sense like now that I'm looking back on it, I was like, dude, these guys were wasted. Like, dude, this guy came up to the door. I remember I, all I saw were like flashing um, strobe lights uh, in the background and a bunch of people just dance and do dancing hard, dude. Like, let's just say dancing in a way that a kid shouldn't have been seen at that point. And and then he's like, hey, what's happening, guys? Oh yeah, you want some cat? Here you go. And you know, I was and dude, I, I could just smell. Um, I don't know what I smelled actually at that point. I I, I couldn't really make the distinction. One of one, it was definitely alcohol was one thing, but there was something else on him that was just like weird. And so uh, yeah, it was very strange to me. Uh, and now <laughs> now I look back at it, I'm like, wow, that was the. I always wonder, like, dude, with these Halloween things. Um, first of all, like, women, y'all gotta, y'all gotta, like, stop doing the whole, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, how, like each, I, because I, I, it seems like over at each one of my, uh, like, as I got progressively older, I think in around eighth grade or, I think, yeah, it was eighth grade. It was around like eighth grade or seventh grade. Like women started, or girls, I shouldn't say women, girls started actually dressing up like in slutty outfits and stuff. And it, I mean, listen, seventh, seventh grade, eighth grade, you know, me was like, this is great. 
But now I'm thinking back on it, I'm like, man, dude, who's who let their daughter go to a school like that? It's a school, dude. It's crazy. Um, you know, if, if some some like uh, you know some pedophilic teachers probably having a school uh, a, a great day, at, you know, after that, dude. It's ridiculous, man. And uh, I was just listening to this uh, thing, right? And uh, uh, they were saying, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but one of the things that they were saying was, hey, we need to have the girls wear longer skirts, right? Because they show too much of their legs. And then, like, some article tried to, like, spin it and be like, no, you guys are the ones sexualizing these kids. Uh, You know, you're the ones who are having problems with uh, these. Like, why are you even sexualizing them? And I was just thinking to myself, like, yo... I don't think you understand how, first off, how, like, visual men are, first off. And secondly, I mean, why would you want your, like, dude, uh, uh, over at the, um, we did this men's conference, uh, uh, what was it, September 22nd, I think it was, something like that. And so we, we went to this camp, right? And when we went over to the camp, one of the things that happened was there were a lot of people, um, uh, th- sorry, th- we weren't the only group there, so... There were also like uh, there was also like a kids thing going on, so like maybe high school or something like that. Anyway, the, the there's this place called the Faith Hall that's over there that uh, you know I guess it, I I don't know why it's labeled that way, but I guess most of the churches you know that that do that kind of stuff stay there uh, or do their conferences there. So we we were over there and we had to um, they had to shut the blinds on the the back side of because uh, where you look at at the stage where like the speaker is. There's a bunch of windows that like show you what's out there. Well, anyway, at the on the outside of that is a pool, and there were these just like high school girls walking around with bikinis, uh, like all over there. And so they were, just, and so eventually, like one of them had to like go go and like shut the blinds and and you know kind of let them know like, hey, what's going on? Like you, get, <laughs> like why why is this even happening? And so for anybody out there like listening to this and being like, oh man, he's so he's just trying to oppress women or anything like that. Just think about this. Think about it this way, right? If you had a daughter and she was uh, underaged, let's just put that out there, right? Underaged, uh, and you know, in front of a bunch of uh, guys, like adult men, would you actually want her strutting around in a bikini or anything like that, or would you want her strutting around in anything like super indecent like that? Uh, probably not, because you know, like, you know, if you're a guy out there, you know how guys think and what guys see, right? Even if we try not to, even if we know things are wrong, we're still going to do that. And the guys who don't think that's wrong are going to act on it. And so, uh, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be careful with uh, this stuff. So I don't know if I'm just like from a different time period or something like that. If this is, uh, like now that I'm 29 going on 30 right now. I feel like I'm a complete in a completely different age bracket than some of these people do. Like some of these people who dress up, uh, some of these kids who dress up the way they do, is insane to me. So anyway, going back to that the whole school thing. So like you know, everybody was just calling out these teachers for these male teachers for like for calling this stuff out. But I don't think it's wrong, dude. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a bad thing to say. Like hey, maybe you guys should cover up a little bit because you know. <laughs> Guys are visual visual animals, you know. We're we like to look at things, and so um, all it's gonna do is just. Uh, and I'm not trying to say like we we should go go to the um, what is that what's that thing a Sharia law is that what's I, I don't know if that's exactly what it is, but you know like the the Muslim women that wear the 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 like everything like the, <laughs> they cover up everything. I'm not trying to say we go to that, but uh, I'm just trying to say that 
yeah, there's some stuff that I feel like people get away with or get, girls get away with uh, that, you know, if once they start going out in the into the real world, it's not exactly great. I, dude, I remember um, when I used to work at, uh, at, at at Home Depot, I remember there was one time uh, me and my, my boss, we were um, – we what you have to do, right, if you're, you're driving a forklift while the, the store is open – uh, you have to get somebody called a spotter, so they have like flags, and they 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 stop. They'll stop the forklift. They'll they'll have certain signs and stuff. Either way, right? So they they walk in front of the forklift so that uh, nobody uh, gets hurt, obviously. And uh, anyway, he was spotting me, and all of a sudden he looks over and he's he sees this girl, and I look over and I see this girl, and he looked at me. He's like, "Yo, doesn't that girl work here?" And I was like, "Yeah, she's uh, she's in whatever department." He's like. They let him wear booty shorts here. Dude, she was on the job, bro. She was on the job. She had, because uh, she was, she was, sorry, she was on like lunch, but she had, you know, she was dressed like that with an apron on. And it was like, he's like, man, what is going on? You know, because I, I, dude, I remember um, you couldn't wear like, like if a dude just walked around with a tank top on, right, with their apron. Can you imagine that? Like going to Home Depot and just seeing a dude with a tank top on? That would be insane. But I mean, pff, I don't know. It's, it's, like I said, maybe I'm just from a different time period. Maybe I should just go back to the time of the dinosaurs and <laughs> where I belong. But yeah, that is that is insane to me, dude. That uh, pa- first off, parents let their daughters do this kind of stuff. Like, man, it is that is insane to me. Um, I remember, dude. I even remember uh, one of my exes. Her uh, her niece would would try and wear like these super short mini skirts and stuff, and I was like. And she's like, she's like, yeah, we can, like, yeah, my, my, she's like, yeah, my sister, uh, my sister, uh, you know, yelled at her and said, like, oh, you can't wear that to school. And I was like, why did your sister even buy that for her in the first place? What is wrong? Like, dude, I was so confused. What is going on? Like, you know, why would you need a, a mini skirt that early on in life? Like, I mean, shorts, like, you know, something else. What, what is going on here? Um, yeah, it's it's insane to me how short everything, like uh, indecent, like people have become now. It's so insane to me. It's so ridiculous nowadays uh, that if I if I ever have a daughter, dude, like I gotta I gotta figure out how to navigate this situation, dude, because there are some there are some creepy people out there, and you know, and like I said, like I I don't want it to be that way. It's kind of like um, I remember Andrew Tate got into a lot of trouble. Um, Oh, it was like, he said something along the lines of, uh, you know, you shouldn't encourage women to, uh, to go out late at night or, or wear certain things late at night or put themselves in dangerous situations. And, you know, uh, the, the problem is whenever people get really like emotional and are in, uh, in an argument, they just go after the person. They're like, you know, so a lot of people went after him and said like, oh no, we shouldn't be treat. We shouldn't be blaming the victim. We should be um attacking the we should be going after the rapists who do this kind of thing we should be changing them and fair enough right that's that's that'd be great if we could target those people but the problem is uh it seems like a a good amount of uh well it seems like there is an underlying psychopathic uh is it psychopathic or soci i guess sociopathic but uh, an underlying theme with like people who engage in really risky behavior is that a lot of times they either tend to be really um, antisocial. So you, nobody can really call them out on this, right? Like, so if you can't identify the the, the people, who are how are you going to change them, right? And uh, you you know it's uh, you know they they and listen, they're they're predators, right? So 
they some of these people will just i mean i remember i used to watch forensic files dude and some of these uh things that these people would do like dude they would they would wait for oh some of them were really methodical some of them were very random and that's the weirdest thing right like so if it's if somebody's very methodical um it's actually easier to find that person than somebody who does things that completely at random because then they can't figure out any any mo they, they're like they're trying to figure out like why did you attack this person then attack this person and then attack this person right so you basically have to wait for a, a screw up whereas somebody who's more methodical and more um more thoughtful in what they do well it's easier for like a, a what do they call it like a um oh they're, they're like psychologists for the criminal psychologists or whatever they call them uh to make a profile like a psychological profile of the person like when they do that then if somebody just does it completely at random uh that's why like I, in my opinion that joker is one of like batman's most dangerous people because he's so unpredictable that's like the only reason why joker is so because you know joker is typically he's not the strongest he's not the smartest but he's just so crazy that you can't figure out what he's going to do next right so anyway, going back to my original point, um, and going actually, this goes back to what I said before. Like, if you had a daughter, would you tell her, "Hey, go ahead and go out at night"? Oh, you're go out, you're by yourself. You go, girl. You know, would you actually say that? Like, be honest with yourself. Um, no, because you realize there are there are uh, dangers out there. And listen, like all those people that are are like that, like you know, put them in the ground. I don't care. But uh, the like there is a real danger out there for people. So I guess what I'm saying in this first half of the, the podcast is be careful out there. Halloween guys, um, you and with, with, uh, with your pagan, uh, <laughs> with your pagan holidays and, uh, your pagan candy and all that stuff. Just be careful out there. And if you can do a trunk or treat or something, do something a little bit safer than just going to random people's, uh, uh houses and knocking on their doors and hoping that there's not a predator in there. Um, I know that's, that's fun and it's, you know, it's got cool, but, uh, yeah, those slasher films are <laughs> are meant to stay in in the movie theater. Uh, actually, I have something that, is, that, that goes along with that, um, but uh, we'll get to that after you guys take a quick listen to our sponsor, Anchor. I'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsor, Anchor. And uh, Sorry. Uh, so I mentioned before that I was going to talk about uh, a, a another... Uh, I was going to say horror movie, you know, slasher film, whatever I said before the break. I can't even remember now. Um, but uh, I, I, one of the things, I thought this was hilarious. I was over at work uh, killing some time, and I saw this article, and it said, uh, it says, Terrifier 2 has fans vomiting. Here's why the brutal clown slasher movie is so hard to watch. So anyway, um, I, I, I saw this, and I was like, what is going on? And so... It has, it has literally uh, gotten to the point where like people are passing out because of how brutal it is, which is hilarious, dude. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I heard that Chris Jericho had something to do with it. Uh, Chris Jericho being a former WWE, did he go back to WWE or is he? He's, he's he's from like the WWF era of wrestling, and uh, he was famous for his uh, his his, uh, his finisher, the Walls of Jericho. Either way. Um, Great wrestler, all that kind of stuff. Uh, created a rock band. I don't even remember what the name of the rock band was, but either way, he. Um, I think he had something to do with this. I don't remember if it was. Um, he was the director. If he was uh, the uh, producer of it, or something like that. But he was. Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember exactly what he what he has to do. Um, cause he is. Yeah. Oh, he. Okay. I guess he did make the movie. Okay, that is interesting. But either way, um, one of the things that he said was, uh, you know, watch at your own risk. Like he was telling people, like, hey. This is brutal, okay? It is. And by the way, this is obviously the second Terrifier. I didn't even know there was a first one. But uh, let, let me just hold on. Where's the uh, the budget here, dude? I think they said it it, it was on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar budget, right? It has earned two point three millions on just seven hundred screens. That is ridiculous. Um, it just goes to show you how sadistic people are. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like how how people just kind of want the feeling of being completely like this blows my mind right like i, I um people in my church were uh well first off they were a little bit they they wanted to do this uh this haunted house type deal or whatever and i guess they couldn't get enough people to do it and i was the only one that the only reason why i didn't want to go is cuz i'm i don't want to do it like i'm i don't do scary things the other people didn't want to do it because it, it it they they didn't believe they they believed that it wasn't uh, it, they believe that it was more demonic than anything. And so, um, you know, and by the way, respect to them, man, that's, uh, they're probably right. <laughs> so like I said, with that, uh, that one party, uh, that one party that I, I did trick or treat from, uh, that, that, that part, the house party that I trick or treated from, uh, dude, people do some crazy stuff, man. But either way, um, so, uh, anyway, like I was the only one where I was like, dude, I don't do haunted anything anymore like i did i did um this thing at over at great america which is a theme park over in santa clara over by where me and paul used to where i used to live and where paul lives and uh it was oh i don't even remember what it was called yeah i can't dude i can't remember the the name of it but basically it was just it was just a whore do they turn the whole entire uh theme park into just a haunted place uh, there would be workers that would dress up and, uh, like, you know, clowns that would just walk, but like, walk and, like, stalk you, that kind of thing. And people that would just laugh in the distance and stuff. And uh, anyway, you know, it, I was I was there with my ex because I wouldn't be there otherwise. And, like, it was ridiculous. Like, there was three main haunted houses. Like, one was a werewolf one. One was a uh, clown one. And I don't even remember what the other one was now that I'm thinking about it nurses maybe like it was like a hospital i can't remember now that i'm thinking about it but either way i dude i was not having fun at all that was one of the most ridiculous things that i've ever and then i just started thinking to myself like why do people like this especially women dude i feel like women really like scary movies and stuff and i don't even know man because you know i every woman that i talk to it seems like they watch this really really weird um like uh all it, it, it's weird they watch stuff where like they in real life could potentially become a victim. Now I could potentially become a victim of a lot of this stuff too, but that's why I don't like it. You know, <laughs> that's why I don't like any of this stuff. You know, when, uh, uh, when I saw, um, uh, what was it? Um, when I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger in, uh, in, in Pre predator, right? Like I remember seeing that. I was like, yo, if he can't beat a predator, what makes you think I'm going to, and then after that, I was just like, oh yeah, dude, I don't, I'm not going to mess with anybody with dreads and who <laughs> are making clicking noises. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Like, I feel like some people are just drawn to that. Um, I guess it must be the adrenaline rush or just something. Cause maybe we live in such a boring society that people just need that, uh, that crank in their system. I don't know what, what's going on with it, but 
Yeah, maybe it's just an adrenaline junkie. But either way, um, so let me read a little bit of this. This is from Yahoo News. Um, let's see. Um, so let me see over here. Uh, so for people that don't know what Terrifier 2 is about, Terrifier 2 is uh, serves as a sequel to the 2016 horror thriller Ter- Terrifier, directed by Damien Leone and starring Jenna Cannell. Uh, okay, whatever. Um in the original film, a woman named Tara Hayes becomes the sadistic obsession of Art the Clown, a ghastly killer whose face is painted with black and white, excuse me, clown makeup. In Terrifier 2, Art make, uh, returns to Miles County after being resurrected by a sinister entity and sets a sight on a, te- sights on a teenage girl and her younger brother. Um, but yeah, anyway, this is, this is Twitter. Dude, this guy's such a dick for doing this, by the way. There's a dude that, uh, that posted up a, 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 on his Twitter and he said, hashtag Terrifier 2. My friend passed out at the th- and the theater called an ambulance. Highly recommend. <laughs> Bro, that is so... <laughs> now, granted, he didn't, um, he didn't post any of the faces on there. So uh, that, was, that was cool of him. But, dude, can you... And you know what the worst part is? Is this dude sitting on, like, a chair right... At, at, like, and right behind him is... Um... Oh, what is this dude's name? Uh, no Face? No. I don't even remember this dude's name anymore that I'm thinking about it. Uh, spirit, uh, spirited away. No face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, there, there's uh, this character named No Face, and like he's just standing above him. Uh, I'll try and uh, I'll try and put a link in the info box if you guys want to check check it out. But it's it's hilarious, dude. And um, then uh, there's this other Twitter post. Actually, I'll just put a, a link to the Yahoo article, and you guys can pick and choose what you want to see. Um, just saw this. Uh, this is from TJ Bark Barker from Twitter. Uh, just saw Terrifier two. It was an amazing, gory mess. The guy behind me passed out cold and crashed into my chair. Another guy left because he didn't feel good. I overheard him saying, walking out theater door, I heard a guy puking hard and loud in the bathroom. Yeah, um, that is pretty insane. Um, <laughs> it is, uh, it's just one of those things where, like, when you... Um, it's just one, one of those things that I'll just never understand, like, why people want to watch this kind of crap, dude. Uh, it, like... I don't know. Like I said, maybe we're, our society is just too boring. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's... Mm, I don't know. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, like, let me think about some horror movies that I like. So I actually like this one called The Collector. Now, that might sound weird to a lot of you guys because we just talked about goriness and all that stuff. And The Collector is from uh, the guy behind Saw, I think. Saw and... Yeah, I think it's Saw and... Uh, Whatever other movie he did, but either way, um, so yeah, there's some brutal scenes in there, by the way. So, but I remember my friend let me borrow it, and then I watched it over. Like, I, I actually, it was really weird. I watched it like really late at night. I waited till like t- eleven or twelve, and worst part is I had school the next day. I don't know why I thought this was a good idea, but I was like, all right, let me just you need know, to get in the mood, do this. But it was one of the it was one of the better ones because I felt like the. I just felt like the the character was fighting back a little, like the sorry the the person that he was chasing. And oh, dude, it was also like a really cool story, because you know it goes through the story. Uh, the, the story is basically this dude's um, over at a open house kind of thing and just kind of looking at things and um, scoping it out, right? Because he wants to go there later and rob it, um, and so he's expecting. They're not, and so he's kind of scoping it out, making sure. And I don't remember exactly the details of it. I remember he needs money for his daughter or something like that. I don't even remember, but 
either way, he's like, okay, I'm going to go. I, I know this place is, is pretty loaded and they have uh, some pretty expensive jewelry. So I'm going to go, uh, go do that. The, it I think it's like a mother, daughter, sorry, mother, daughter, father kind of situation, family. And so, uh, you know, he goes there for an open house, does that. And, um, then, uh, um, you know, to scope it out. And then he ends up going back later because he's like, oh, yeah, well, this will be because it was an open house. Like, this should be good. Um, so he goes in there and all of a sudden he realizes, oh, I'm not alone in here. And so he thinks it's a family and he realizes, oh, no, the family like is here, but they're getting wrecked by this uh, this serial killer person. So now he's got to make a decision. Do I just steal what I need to steal and get the heck out of here? Do I save them? What do I do here? So I thought it was a great, I thought it was just an interesting, uh, you know, like take on it, you know, instead of just there being a random slasher person out for revenge or whatever um, creepy, insane thing there is. So, you know, Collector. I I never watched the second one. I think it's called The Collection. Um, But uh, I, I might watch that one day. But I don't know. I'm not super into that kind of stuff anymore, to be honest with you, man. If I can, if I can avoid it at all costs, I'm gonna avoid it at all costs. I do not. I am not super into that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I, I'm more into like, uh, like funny movies or I don't even really watch movies anymore. I mostly watch like anime and stuff. Which, to be fair, anime has some questionable stuff, bro. It has some questionable stuff. Um, and uh, you know, I mean. Uh, well, actually, you know, I, I think I could I could see myself. Um, I don't know how many are like this, but like, uh, uh, like I could see like a cult horror movie working pretty well. Um, I, I, the only reason why I'm thinking about this is uh, there's a movie out. I can't remember the name. Uh, Casino Royale, maybe? No, that's not. That's 007, Sorry. Um, there's this uh, movie where um, uh, where there's this like a motel, and it, one side's Cal- one side's on California, one side's on Nevada. So. The Nevada side has like gambling and stuff, and the California side, I don't know really what it has, but either way. Um, and there's this big mystery behind it, and there's a cult involved and stuff. And so I was like thinking, man, that'd be really cool to see like a cult style, like, uh, um, uh, you know, like Jim Jones kind of horror movie kind of thing. Um, there, there was one thing that my, uh, dude, my, I don't even, I can't even believe my sister showed me this, dude. She showed me this uh, movie called uh, VHS, I think it was called, or. Something like that, and bro, this was some insane stuff, dude. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you know, and her, dude, her and her, her and her husband are just chilling there watching it. I'm trying to eat pizza, right? And so she's like, oh yeah, let's finish up VHS. Do you mind? Do you mind luck? And I was like, yeah, because I was staying over there for uh, for um, uh, a visit that I was doing, and so I was like, yeah, go ahead. You know, she didn't tell me exactly what it was about, but I was like, all right, whatever. So I'm hitting up some mountain mics, leftover mountain mics, always great. You know, the little pepperonis that are, like, all crispy and stuff and, you know, come up. Uh, anyway, all of a sudden, dude, I'm just, I'm watching this woman give birth to, like, a giant goat demon. And I'm, like, trying to eat my pizza as fast as possible because I do not, like, I, this is not, like, I'm not putting this away. I'm not throwing this away. This is going to go in me. And I am not, uh, I'm not going to, like, <laughs> I got I to get in me now, digest it before I watch whatever's going to happen. And so, um yeah, that was really intense, dude. There were some intense things. And also, it's like, you can tell it has some Eastern influence because Eastern uh, movies, it was basically like what it would happen would be you'd see, um, you'd see everything like, uh, what's that? 
Oh, man, I'm blanking out on these names, dude. There was a movie that came out a long time ago that had, like, the VHS stuff. So it was, like, some of the, the, the Blair, Blair Witch Project kind of thing where it's, like, you're, you're seeing everything from a recording. And so that was the whole idea of it. And, uh, yeah, there was some intense scenes in there. But, um, but yeah, and I was just thinking to myself, I was like, dude, what what are these people watching, dude? <laughs> I always think of my, my friend, my, one of my friends from church, dude. He's he's uh, he's this uh, California um, guy, and I just remember he was the first person that came up to me. But he has like the stereotypical uh, surfer accent, but he's also got like I don't know if it's ADD, I don't know what he's got, but he is just like like focusing on something, and then he's focusing on something else. And uh, by the way, I love this dude. He was he was actually the first person that ever. So let me actually talk to you guys about my let, let's get out of the the horror and the paganism for a second and <laughs> get over to some good churchly things. Um, so I remember I was over I either the first time I went to that church, I walked in and I, I shook the the guy at the front front uh, front door's hand and you know he, he ushered me in. He's like, welcome. And uh, I was like, hi and you know, he just asked me what my name was and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. And I just, like, I tried to walk. I wasn't trying to talk to anybody, dude. I was like, dude, I'm, I don't know any of y'all. Like, this, this, like, what was going on here? So, walk in. And this dude, like, looks at me and just beelines to me, right? And just start, starts going like, hey, what's happening, man? Uh, You know, how, you new here? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm new. I'm, I'm, he's like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Where are you from, man? Are you from, like, are you from around here? I was like, yeah, I'm actually from California. He's like, oh, cool, dude. I actually grew up in Huntington Beach and I, you know, this kind of stuff. And, um, dude, and he just went a million miles a minute. Anyway, I was so confused for a while because I, I thought he was like one of the ushers. So there, there's a ministry at my church that's like the usher ministry where like they literally wear like name tags and, you know, like, they kind of work as security, but also, you know, to greet people and, you know, uh, do anything that um, people need. Like, you know, if somebody's coughing in the middle of the service, like bring them some water or somebody's like really uh, messing with their nose a lot. They'll bring them some tissues, that kind of thing. And so, um, so yeah, anyway, like I I thought he worked for them because he just beelined to me. And later on, like he ended up telling me, hey, I, I don't know, man, I just felt the the Holy Spirit in me and just kind of, I, I felt like, like I needed to talk to you. And, uh, yeah, dude, we've been great friends ever since, but yeah, he's, he's, he's fantastic. And so, um, <laughs> I was just, I was just, uh, just thinking about him, uh, right now and, um, and just how, how insane that was. Um, oh, that's right. I was going to tell you, tell you about the cult thing. Cause I wanted to tell you, I was going to bring it back to church because I, I talked to, so at the men's conference, I was talking to this dude. And this guy used to be like a hippie and stuff, and I don't know too much about the whole situation. Uh, actually, let me let me back up a little bit. So he was a hippie, and he got into, um, you know, he was about to do a lot of uh, he was about to make a lot of bad decisions, and one of those bad decisions was um, so he was just following any anything that he could he could take, right? So he was. Um, he was like misguided. He was doing a bunch of drugs and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, but he ended up, uh, on, you know, he ended up talking to, um, one of his friends and one of his friends talked him into the, dude, I would love to have this guy tell this story cause it is fantastic and I might be getting a lot of it wrong. But anyway, he ends up telling me, he's like, uh, 
Because I think, uh, let me, I'm trying to read this here uh, in 1965. Okay, so uh, the guy that we're talking about is Jim Jones. If you guys don't know about Jim Jones, he was famous for having a place called Jonestown. And um, he was most famous for obviously what he did at the end with, the, if you guys have ever heard, Drink the Kool-Aid. This guy has made it famous because basically killed everybody by, you know, giving everybody Kool-Aid and um, spiking it with, uh, I don't remember what exactly, but just killing everybody. And obviously, you know, he died in, as well. But um, he, uh, anyway, he had a, a headquarters in San Francisco. And anyway, my friend from church ended up like actually almost on a, almost on a bus to one of, to, to, to go over to um, uh, some type of thing that Jim Jones was doing or something. It wasn't obviously the, because the, 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 the thing in Jonestown was I think in Guyana or something like that. So um, not in uh, America, but. It kind of uh, it kind of threw me off that I was like, dude, this, this guy isn't that so insane? Like, you could be doing, you minding your own business, you could be doing something that you think is totally like everybody's doing it, and then all of a sudden you're drinking Kool Aid and you're dead. Like that is so insane to me that like you that that's how uh, minute of a mistake you 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 can you uh, need to make in life to to just ruin everything. You know what I mean? Like this guy literally. It was either get on the bus or don't get on the bus. I don't remember why he didn't get on the bus, but he didn't get on the bus to to go to to go uh, to whatever and follow Jim Jones, dude. But and that's why I'm always a little iffy with um, very charismatic um, leaders of churches. Now I'm I'm not trying to say that they shouldn't be like having the Holy Spirit. They shouldn't be on fire for God. Those type of things. But like the really charismatic teachers that are like. I don't, I don't know. Like they almost never turn it off. I, I don't know if you can sustain that level of enthusiasm, uh, not enthusiasm. I don't, uh, I don't know what it is, guys. Like I, I, I know what I'm trying to say, and I, I, I swear it, it's like, like I have a picture in my mind of this person that just always talks like this. He always talks like this, and he always says this, and he always says. Like, he always has to make everything a conviction, and he always has to make everything a saying like this, and he, oh, hallelujah, and, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't mind if it's, like, for the sermon, but if he's always like that, I don't know. Then I start to get a little weirded out. I don't know if Jim Jones was like that, but um, the fact that so many people followed him is, in, like, insane to me. Uh, but at the same time, right, like, I'm looking at my friend. He's very smart. He's very calculated. Maybe not when he, Maybe not when he was a hippie and doing all these drugs, but... Uh, you know, it was just kind of threw me off, dude, just to think that like this guy that I'm talking to right now could have been a casualty of that whole situation. So, man, I just, I just thank God that, uh, that he didn't, uh, he didn't, he didn't go on that bus, dude. Cause dude, th this dude, I, <laughs> I was talking to some other people from my church and, um, I was like, oh yeah, I was talking to this guy, uh, over at the men's retreat and they're like, oh dude, he's got so much information that he doesn't even know what to do with it. So he just like, he bombards you. I was like, yes, that's that. He does that. And so uh, dude, he, this guy, uh, we get over to the, the, the men's conference and I think I got there like at, at three, I want to say, uh, no, I got there at like two, Never mind. I got there at two, at, like super early and the sign-in wasn't until three, and then at after that, like we went over to the dorms, which the dorms are just like a cheaper version of everything. But you have you don't get to choose your your dorm mates. So anyway, we go over there, and you know I, I go over there and I see this dude, and I, I've seen him around the church. He introduced me, he he introduced himself to me the first time I went, and 
Uh, but I never really talked to him. And so anyway, dude, we start talking and he talks for, we have this discussion for two and a half hours that eventually starts including um, like four other people in the, like it, it, this went from like just me and him talking to another person talking to another person. Like it was so, but he was the main driver of the, con like he, you could tell he had all this information. He was like, he was going to say it, which by the way, I love it. I love, <laughs> I love it. But anyway, at the end of the men's conference, I end up talking to uh, uh, one of the other guys who, who who knows him pretty well, and he's like, he's like, yeah, man, that guy. Um, you know, we were we were doing like a party or something like that for one of my kids, and I just remember uh, what he what he what he did to him was he 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 cornered him and then just started talking to him the way, and I didn't realize I was like, dude, he totally does that. He like, dude, he'll have your back up against a wall and just start talking to you and listen I, I i'm willing to talk about like these theological concepts and all that kind of stuff but man he goes hard and i'm not ready for a lot of them dude like he blew my mind for like two and a half hours some of the stuff is still kicking in there that like i'm like wow i gotta i gotta look up this because he said that and all this stuff but yo dude he goes hard but either way um <laughs> dude that guy there's some characters at church and so uh, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with, uh, we've been doing a lot of, uh, uh, instead of, you know, going out on Friday nights, they do this thing over there where they have like a, a mixer, you know, for the, the singles over there. And obviously not everybody's single, like, you know, you can, you can be in a relationship and go there, but, um, dude, that, like the level of competition with these people is insane, dude. Uh, like when, when we play games, like, well, they'll bring like, uh, Oh, what's we we played this thing this thing called Happy Salmon last night. I don't know if you ever heard of this, but basically what the idea is, you have like three separate cards. There's high five. There's fish bump, right? Because it's Happy Salmon, and then there's Happy Salmon, um, and then there's uh, I don't remember what the other one is, but it's like twist about or something. I don't remember, but either way, each one of them means something different. So if let's say if you have fish bump, you have to fist bump somebody that also has the card. But the thing is. All of you say your card out loud at the same exact time, and you have to find somebody. And whoever runs out of cards first wins, right? So if I say – if everybody's, like, talking over each other, it was insane, dude. So anyway, I'm just, like – I'm just – like, I did one round of that. I was like, all right, guys, I got to go. This is insane. And one of the girls, bro, she just – dude, she – by the way, the women are the ones that are the most – intense at these games dude we went mini golfing the other day and these women were just dude they made my name a verb they literally were like yo you're being a lucky right now because everybody after a certain hole like people just started getting wrecked like we we couldn't do anything and they're like oh i pulled a lucky because like I, my the very first hole i went like and by the way it's a straight shot right I literally went nine times to try and get this ball in because it, it would do that thing where, you know, when you hit it right next to it and you hit it just too hard, it'll go past the hole. So then I did it again and went past the hole. Then I went and did it again and it went right right before the hole but didn't get quite in that little dip that, uh, you know, the, where the where the – the hole is, and yeah. Either way, my name my name became a verb, and so yeah. Anyway, this girl just starts like being like, "Is uh, you trying to get out of here because you're a loser?" And she starts like flipping all these signs, like, "What kind of gang are you a part of? Like, what is this?" <laughs> but yeah, it is it is insane, dude. Yeah, women, those women are really competitive, dude. So uh, yeah, I try not to do too many games with them. 
But uh, either way, it, it's, it's all in good fun. Um, I don't know where I was going with any of those stories, guys. But hopefully at some point, I will get Paul, my brother, back with me. Uh, he's just been very busy with work, working like 14-hour days or something like that. So uh, when we get him back here, I'll, I'll definitely talk to him a little bit about that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Remember, you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the info box. Also, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at casualbros with an S, PLs, and Paul and Lucky at gmail.com. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual. <laughs>